Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This week in the Monday Night War, it is time for a TV special. WCW Clash of the Champions 33, headlined by Hollywood Hulk Hogan, defending the WCW or NWO Heavyweight Championship versus the Nature Boy, Woo! Rick Flair. Also a tag team championship match and another championship match. A lot of matches. Nine matches on this two-hour TV show. Romeo, SP3. Drunk Guy JJ, the ghost. This is True Rewind. 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 This is true. Hello, hello, hello. It is me. It is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. We are back on the Fightful Overbooked YouTube channel, back in the DeLorean, pump up the flux capacitor as we go back in time to Clash of the Champions 33 in August of 1996, August 15th, 1996 to be exact. I am back once again with the pilot and the face and the ace of the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, Mr. Romeo Anthony Cologne. What is up, everyone? Hope everyone had a happy Easter if you celebrate. And thank you all for joining us once again here. Thumbs up this video. Thank you for all the support here on Fightful Overbooked. We love uh, bringing you this uh, Monday Night War content every single week. Yes, the only time you will see SP3 on Fightful Overbooked talking about wrestling weekly. Everything else, I talk about everything but wrestling. But I go back in time with my good brother, Romeo, with the ghost of drunk guy, JJ, and we go and talk about the Monday Night Wars between WCW Nitro and WWF Raw, usually week to week. But this time, we have a special event, a very appropriate timing, in fact, because WCW CW Clash of the Champions 33 comes off the heels in 2022 of the AEW Battle of the Belts 2, which has been a very polarizing topic when it comes to AEW fans or wrestling fans at large. A lot of people aren't feeling the hype and the anticipation that these Clash of the Champions events used to kind of get out of the fans in WCW. They're not really feeling that in AEW. I mean, AEW on Dynamite last week just felt like it was kind of a burden. They smashed it. The hype for that in the middle of hype for Rampage, hype for Dynamite. I actually did an article on WrestleTalk.com that you could check out five ways to improve AEW Battle of the Belts since there are two more events that we're going to get uh, this year. But what's your thoughts on AEW Battle of the Belts since we're about to talk about Clash of the Champions, Romeo? Yeah, we can quickly con- contrast and compare 
uh, Battle of the Belts, one hour. Clash of Champions, two hours. Battle of the Belts taped. I believe Clash of Champions was live. Yes, it was. Um, nine freaking matches on Clash of the Champions, two hours versus three in one hour. Uh, maybe somewhere in between that is where uh, it should lie. If it's going to be two hours. Um, yeah, the most important part is it's got to feel special. And by special, at least, at least the world championship, at least, uh, you know? Spoiler alert, that's definitely made my list of ways to improve <laughs> AEW Battle of the Belts. And overall, what I noticed with the first two Battle of the Belts, there's a lack of the top stars, too. This show, Clash of the Champions, you had Sting, you had Luger, you had Flair, you had Hogan, you had the Giant. Like, you had some of the biggest stars in WCW were all on the show and comparing it to AEW, we haven't seen Punk, we haven't seen Omega, we haven't seen Danielson, we haven't seen Moxley, we haven't seen MJF, haven't even seen Darby or Sting or like like the peer the peer, the pillars the pillars of AEW have not been featured. Yes, they featured Doctor Brad Baker, DMD, and Thunder Rosa in the first two uh, Battle of the Belts, but there just needs to be more top stars like this Clash of the Champions. But I will say, spoiler alert. AEW Battle of the Belts 2 was better than this show. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) But, Um, Romeo, you are the pilot, the driver of the DeLorean. Take it away. First, a note from the Wrestling Observer newsletter, because I couldn't figure out where else to put this. Uh, The 123 kid, Sean Waltman, is still in limbo as a pawn between the two companies. WWF agreed to release him. So he negotiated a deal with WCW and was scheduled to debut as the fourth NWO member. But the terms of WWF's release dictate that they own the name, mannerisms, dress, and look of the character. And Waltman is fighting that. So they're tied up on that. WWF has also been keeping close tabs on the WCW hotline to see if WCW is careless enough to mention Waltman coming in because they feel they could use that as ammo in any future or current lawsuits. So it's interesting you said this about WWE and uh, Sean Waltman with owning the name and, you know, mannerisms and all of that, because right now in current, yes, current WWE, there is a lot of changes going on for people's names. You had the change of, you know, Marcel Barthel becoming Ludwig Kaiser. You had Austin Theory become Theory because, you know, Austin is his real first name. You had Raquel Gonzalez become Raquel. Help Rodriguez, and then over the weekend we had more changes uh, rumored by PW Insider. Kaylee Ray is going to be changed to Alba Fire. Uh, he had <laughs> that is just too funny for me. Uh, you had Casey Catanzaro is going to be changed to Cantatina Chance or something like that. I think, I think Katana. That was the, Katana, I think Katana Katana Chance, and then I think there was conflicting reports, but somewhat saying uh, Dakota Kai is going to be changed to Clarice Rivers or something no, like no. that. That was shot down because I know Dakota I know. Kai is WWE's name. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I was like very confused on that one. I was like, what? That doesn't make any sense because she was Effie on the independent scene. But a lot of this just comes in the in the wake of uh, WWE chairman Vince McMahon sending a memo saying that uh, no real names should be used unless you're like the bigger stars like your Randy Orton's of the world Brock Lesnar Ronda Rousey those type of folks Gable Stevenson's gonna keep his yes I think. Riddle's gonna keep his his last name at least 
so it was interesting to hear, you know, Wallman's fighting that, you know? Not going to have a case. It's going to have to be something else. I, I think they came up with a nice solution. So what's one plus two plus three? Six. I was today years old when I figured out that's that's how he got that name. Holy you didn't crap. know that? No, I did not you, know that. Oh my I god! I just thought, oh, he likes the number six. You welcome, <laughs> you welcome, ladies and gentlemen. For anyone who didn't know that, that's how he came up I, with the six name was one plus two plus three. I can't be the only one who not knew, who did not know that. Please tell me I'm not the only one. Yeah, let us know in Admit the live it. chat or in the comment section. Be honest if you didn't know that that's how he came up with the six name. <laughs> All right, let's get into this Clash of Champions 33 from, it was August 15th, 1996, Thursday from Denver, Colorado. And we start with the Cruiserweight Championship, Rey Mysterio Jr. versus Dean Malenko. A couple of nice spots in this match. The Rey Mysterio with a moonsault off the guardrail on the outside. Uh, The match ends with uh, Dean going for his... Flying gut buster off the top rope. He just tosses Rey Mysterio as high as possible and then catches him on the knee, covers for the pin. He gets the pin, but um, Mysterio's foot is on the ropes. Nick Patrick, the referee, notices it. He's like, wait, wait, wait. I was wrong. Uh, That was a two. And then Dean Malenko is distracted by all this. He gets victory rolled by Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio. Wins in a controversial fashion. Dirty finish. But for uh, the amount of length they were given, uh, Rey Mysterio and Dean Malenko always deliver. Yeah, and it was actually Randy Anderson. I know it's very confusing because they both have the same haircut and same uh, facial hair, but one is is taller than the other. One is taller and the other looks like uh, Danny McBride. Um, but yes, I, I thought that this was a lot of great exchanges early on. Uh, one of my favorite exchanges of the match was like this uh, Ray does like a springboard off the ropes. There's like a couple of reversal. It finally ends with Ray doing an O'Connor bridge for a two count. You got Ray with the tope icon Hilo uh, to the floor on Milinko, followed by the springboard moonsault off the guardrail. You get Milinko with the top rope gut buster for the, for the three, like you said, but the referee didn't see the foot on the rope and then did see it. Just and the Ray... sickest move that we've been seeing on the Monday Night War, that flying gut fossil, just sick, absolutely sick. It's crazy how many, how much like innovative moves that you would see a lot on like the independent scene in like the mid 2000s or were all based on guys like Rey Mysterio, D Malenko and Ultimo Dragon. Like, and you got to see all of those guys on the show. I thought that this was a really good opener to the show. I gave it three and th- three and three quarters. Glacier coming soon. I'm gonna say that every week. Dun, dun, and we're still getting the same the same the same vignette now. There's yeah, no they're there's, mixing it up. Like, there's there's no switch it. up. Oh, uh, and I don't know what the what the uh, I don't know if you can check Romeo. What was the uh, Twitter user that helped us out? But uh, we gotta yes. think. We got to thank uh, Tempest because Tempest was the one who kind of kind of repeated what Romeo was saying on the last edition of True Rewind, and then one of one of his followers responded with a way for us to figure out the cheat code to get our screenshots back. So we got to thank Tempest for putting out that post. Who is on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel over the weekend for our AEW Battle of the Belts two and New Japan Pro Wrestling Windy City Riot uh, watch along Tempest from Wrestle Talk. One of the good brothers 
over there. And uh, the Twitter user, thank you so much for coming up with that cheat code. Because there you go. Shout out to Crazy Boy A B C R A Z Z Y B O I I A B. You are the man. You've saved my life. <laughs> I'd have never found that out elsewhere, I'm sure. Clutch. You were clutch, sir. Uh, VK Wall Street versus Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Uh, this match, basically like any other Hacksaw match we've been seeing, where he goes for the tape. It's in his trunks. He tries to tape his fists to cheat again, even though he's a babyface. Uh, the ref tries to stop him, and then he gets rolled up by the heel. Dirty finish, but I don't know. If you ask me, Hacksaw deserved that. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> like uh, Hacksaw is just not even, he's not even good at cheating. Like, he just does it right in front of the ref. But I'm, I'm thankful that the ref didn't act like this is just normal behavior. Right. The, yeah, like, usually they just act like, oh, it's they just it Hacksaw slide. being Hacksaw. So, and they just let it go. This time they actually stopped him. So I enjoyed that. And uh, BK Wall Street got a very, a very suitable win, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, this match was a dud. Absolutely. The Nasty Boys backstage, uh, they tell Mean Gene, their loyalty lies with themselves, not with Hogan or the NWO, and they will win the gold. And uh, my only note on that was too much screaming. Yeah, it was a lot of they are always nasty, and Knobs was upset that they're not in the triangle tag match. I mean, why would you guys? You guys haven't won a match in I don't know how long. Where's Public Enemy where you can have at least, at least a good like brawl with them? That was the last time that you, you felt important to me when you were feuding with Public Enemy. But yeah, I, I didn't see the point of having the Nasty Boys do a promo because they were not anywhere else on the show. No. Ultimo Dragon. Well, they call him Ultimate Dragon still with Sunny Odo. I hate it so much. <laughs> How do you like his uh the 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 mouth feature of the mask? It's different from uh when we first saw him. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's a nice little variation bringing out different masks for uh the special event here. He's wrestling Conan, newly freshly turned heel Conan with his fresh uh Vader type mask. Yeah. Conan takes a German suplex, but when Dragon goes for the pin Conan reverses it into a pin of his own and holds the tights. Another dirty finish. This was way too short, like a lot of these matches on this card. Yeah, this is just felt very uh, cut short, uh, lacking time, because you have nine matches on this <laughs> dumbass uh, show. Uh, I, I also did note that Nick Patrick is the referee after what happened on Nitro. It just makes WCW look incompetent. And then he messes up. He, like, Sonny Ono kicks... Conan right in front of him, and he doesn't even call for the disqualification on Dragon or doesn't eject Sonny Ono, and then you have what happened at the end. It's like, Nick Patrick, even in the matches where they're not blatantly making him look like a bad referee, he's a bad referee. And also not the last kick Sonny Ono will throw. Scott Norton backstage wrecks Ice Train while he's trying to chat with the fans on the CompuServe. My favorite part of this was Ice Tray getting up and screaming, No, you're not! <laughs> What's that? I, I didn't understand. I was like, this is this is shades of uh, Sid when uh, Goldberg smashes his card, car in like 2000. He's like, Goldberg! And that's how the show ends. 
By the way, Scott Norton still wrestling this past weekend and uh Windy City Ride on the card. In and the he, had, he had one of the biggest pops of the whole of the whole card with him and Jeff Cobb trading suplexes. Mang with Jimmy Hart versus the Macho Man Randy Savage. But wait, Macho Man's music plays. He doesn't come out. Mean Gene comes out to tell Nick Patrick to tell the announcer that due to injuries suffered on Monday, Randy is not here to compete. So Mang is announced as the winner. Another waste of time. Seriously, like we couldn't come up with a replacement. The nasty boys are here. Why can't the <laughs> na- one of the nasty boys come out and verse Ming? So we don't have a whole damn match to just call it a forfeit. Like you knew Bacho Man was hurt coming into this event. We all knew that. You li- he literally got stretched out three days before this event. So why was this match even so scheduled? <laughs> and why why didn't y'all come up with a replacement in three days? Awful. Mean Gene with the Dungeon of Doom. Taskmaster brags. He always, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. He always told us Hogan was trash. But what does Mean Gene have to say for himself sticking up for him this whole time? Mean Gene uh, very wisely changes the subject. <laughs> Talking about the big ratings on Monday. Whoopoo, whoopee. Uh, then this idiot leprechaun shows up. And tell me if you had the same exact thought, SB3. Leprechaun. This is Butch in 2022. <laughs> That's how he was acting, really, like a petulant child just running around the ring, totally distracting from what Taskmaster was saying. I didn't even By get By the way, he moves was... so fast, I can't get a clear picture of him. This is the best <laughs> I can do. He moves super fast. He was, and the camera just kept cutting. You would yeah. think Kevin Dunn was behind yeah, him, was, very... was producing this. Um, I, I, I feel like True Rewind is really like the Zach Morris's trash equivalent to, <laughs> like, we're, we're Zach Morris's trash to WCW Saved by the Bell because we've been basically saying Hulk Hogan is trash this entire time. When he, even when he was a babyface, we, we fought, we found all the flaws in Hulk Hogan from Spaghetti Mania to the oh. Phantom of the Opera. Uh, Hogan variants to to him. Uh, various times he cheated in matches, like using a high heel. Uh, yeah, like man, we need to we need to really uh, hone in on that and just uh, our, our we need like a graph. You need to make a graphic for every show. Hulk Hogan is trash. <laughs> <laughs> man, uh, Taskmaster's last line was, "They're the last stand for the WCW, not the Horsemen." Not the horseman. Not the horseman. We got a women's match. Holy crap. Bull Nakano in a rematch versus Medusa. Medusa going for a move to the outside. Takes out Sonny. Sonny Ono gets on the apron mad and accidentally kicks Bull. Uh, Medusa rolls her up for yet another dirty finish and yet another roll up. Four dirty finishes in a row, three roll-ups in a row, minus the Macho Man uh, forfeit. Lazy shit. (laughs) Man. Man, there was a lot of bad refereeing on this whole entire show. (laughs) Bill Nakano pulled out some damn nunchucks, Romeo. Nunchucks. And the referee... The referee just randomly starts turning around to talk shit to Sonny Ono. Sonny Ono's not even on the apron. <laughs> he's down there where he's supposed to be as a manager. And this referee is just like, oh, no, 
Well, Nakano's got nunchucks. Let me turn around and talk to Sunny. Oh my god! And then Medusa comes off the top rope. She hits Sunny with the with that dive, like you said. And then yeah, this the the ending was just like. Why is, is Sonny Ono is trying to get on Colonel Rob Parker's status for mm. how bad he is as a as a manager? Like no one he manages, it's succeeding. Like <laughs> I'm waiting for this whole Ultimate Dragon push, but we've now seen him on three shows and he's zero and three so far. God, we got Ric Flair backstage with Woman Elizabeth and Mean Gene. Says names don't change, just the dates change and the years change. Between him and Hollywood Hulk Hogan. He is a 13-time WCW World Champion and will become a one-time NWO Champion. Warns the Outsiders, they will get Arn and Mongo if they try something tonight. Whether you like it or, or not, learn to love it. Oh, Harlem World. The cameo. With the, with the quick cameo as he just came out the bath. Um <laughs> Careful now. Clothes on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We can't we can't have the run-ins like that. Uh, but yeah, I like this player promo. Uh, player player always brings it in these type of promos, and just a uh, woman uh, trying to seduce Mean Gene Oakland always makes these interesting. <laughs> then we get a matchup between two future WWE Hall of Famers, Diamond Dallas Page versus Eddie Guerrero. And I was like, nice. All right, here we go. Uh, the ending of this match, DDP has Eddie on the top rope. Eddie headbutts him off the top rope and follows quickly with a frog splash. Again, very short match. Eddie wins the battle bowl ring. His first title, announce, the announcers say. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page he offers him a handshake. Psych. Diamond Cutter. And after that, DDP tosses the ref over the top rope. And delivers yet another cutter to Eddie Guerrero. Uh, Chavo comes down trying to save his uncle. He gets tossed aside. <laughs> and a third cutter, this time off the top rope. And DDP hilariously steps on the ref on the way out to the back. He should be, like, fined or suspended after that. Like, oh, yeah, that that has to be coming. That has to be coming. What, what's going on here? I mean, uh, the last couple of matches I didn't give a rating for. Conan and uh, Ultimate Dragon. <laughs> yeah, Conan and Ultimate Dragon was cut short. I gave that two stars. Uh, Medusa and Bull Nakano, that barely was a match. That was, like, three minutes long. I gave that a star and a half. This one... I, I liked what they were doing in the short amount of time, but that's like three matches that were cut criminally short because you had to get nine matches on this damn card for no reason with promos in between that's with true. people that that's don't true. even matter. Like, oh my goodness. Uh, this match was okay though. I gave it two and a quarter. Um, but yeah, this was just criminally cut short. Next up, uh, I did like DD, uh, DDP, uh, the aftermath, like yeah, getting his but, heat back. But honestly, this was this was the definition of WCW 50-50 booking. Eddie won the match, and then DDP totally destroyed him in the post-match. And Chavo Guerrero was the most ineffective uh making the save by a babyface that I've ever seen. <laughs> Next up, we got another promo backstage. This time, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Well, not backstage. No, he dragged. He dragged Mean Gene. He probably wanted to do it backstage, and Hogan <laughs> dragged Mean Gene out just to be like, "No, don't you talk trash about me, brother." He 
get some cheers from the crowd. So he calls them Ric Flair fans. Uh, says only he, one. This ahead. was like some WWE type of when like I, I, the last time I remember it is when uh the the fans were chanting Walter for uh, Gunther's debut and uh, Pat McAfee was like oh here are the fans chanting Gunther this was like a lot of that on this show as far as like Hogan they were like oh the fans are cheering for for Ric Flair it's like no they're pretty obviously cheering for Hogan here it was a nice try by Hogan nice try but uh he says only one man can be the Babe Ruth of wrestling, the Michael Jordan of basketball, and the Hollywood Hogan of wrestling. Those are his words. He messed it up. Yeah, I was like, I was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, Babe Ruth of baseball, you meant? Or you meant Michael Jordan of wrestling? Um, yeah, he messed that all up. But hey, uh, yeah, he does get mad at me and Jane tells him to, you know, stay out of his face. Uh, he also called Ho- uh, Ric Flair saying that he said that Ric Flair is going to be known as the stupid little man who couldn't get the job done after tonight. Does it again. <laughs> Another interesting matchup, you think? Chris Benoit versus the Giant. Yeah. Okay. But here's what happened. Benoit can't <laughs> even take off his ring jacket as woman struggles with it for some reason. Uh, the giant drop kicks him, and then instantly choke slams him for the win. Another dirty finish, a dirty start. Didn't even get started, really. Yeah, like it was so confusing. Like I understood that this was supposed to put in the doubt that woman is actually, you know, siding with her real life husband at the time, the taskmaster, and helping his biggest protege, literally and figuratively, uh, the giant get the victory here. But it was just like. Man, this was one of the only reasons that this show could be like a thumbs up, and you gave it what ten seconds? Ten seconds, Chris Ben. You can't let Chris Benoit and the Giant have at least a five minute match on this show. It's like the the time distributed for a lot of these matches just didn't make any sense. And I like the Giant throwing up his ginormous fingers, three fingers, uh, to signify uh, there's only three horsemen left. God damn, they look like Frankfurters. Yo. Like, <laughs> one finger is like three of uh, Jimmy Hart's fingers. <laughs> exactly. He he can literally, you see the shadow of Giant's hand <laughs> on, on Jimmy Hart's this hand. That's insane. That's, that's ridiculous. I feel like the Giant was is like bigger in a sense than even the Big Show, even though the Big Show got fatter. Yes. Like he's just he's just this is him at like his peak until he just kind of like I guess shortened a little bit because he feel he feels even taller. I don't know if it's just the yeah. guys in WCW as well, but he feels taller than he did when he eventually comes to WWF. Well, when does he ever have that surgery? Is that way before? I'm not too sure. That's I don't to know. Correct the uh, disease that he had. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Mm. I did pull up. Uh, Dave Meltzer did give star ratings for this card. Ray and Dean got three and three quarter stars. Look at look at me and me and Uncle Dave. We always on the on the same track unless he has a few drinks before he does his star <laughs> rating. Uh VK Wall Street and Hacksaw Dud. <laughs> See? We're on the money. <laughs> We're on the money so far. Conan Dragon 1.25 stars. I was a little more generous. Medusa Bull, half a star. Yeah, that seems that seems right. Eddie DDP, two stars. Seems about right. And Giant Benoit, dud. 
Also right. Also <laughs> right. Because that they didn't even give them a chance. Hey, want to learn how to be a wrestler? Go to the Harvard of professional wrestling. The, the WCW Harvard. Power. The Harvard of professional wrestling. Do you realize that the WCW power plant, I think, has only produced two stars. They're two of the biggest stars in WCW history, Diamond Dallas Page and Goldberg. But when you look at like the other amount of stars or competitors that uh, came out the power plant, it's like few and far between. It's like Crazy. the same average rate of the Performance Center. Performance Center is a great place, state-of-the-art place, but... They've really only produced Charlotte Flair and Velveteen Bianca. Green, Bianca Belair. Like that's so that's two. We'll we'll count two. Charlotte and Bianca Belair. Also, that's might true. be two of the greatest of all time. <laughs> so, yeah, two two of the greatest women that they've ever had come through. But yeah, those are the only two that you can really say that they produced. Maybe Rhea Ripley, I guess. No. She she had some independent time before she started wrestling there, but maybe you can add in Rhea Ripley and then WWE up, and then we'll see uh, Raquel Gonzalez is going to be added to that I, too. I, I, I'm calling her by the wrong name well, there, Raquel bro. Rodriguez. <laughs> excuse me, uh, but yeah, they they're, they're the woman's side. It seems like the woman's side they yeah, can't they get it right with the men. It seems. Well, will Braun Breaker count? Yeah, he will, right? Yeah, but he's not there yet. He's not, he's not, he will hasn't be. even, he, yeah, will be. he probably will. But it's in his blood. Does it count? Exactly. Does it really count? He was born that way. He was born this way. Ladies this is such a gentlemen. smooth transition because it's a triangle tag team match for WCW tag titles. The Steiners versus Sting and Luger versus the Harlem Heat with Sherry. And I was like, okay, finally, they got rid of Colonel Parker. <clears throat> Colonel Parker comes out. Mad late. He's got to be a part of it. He's got to mess this up somehow. Uh, <laughs> the match breaks down late with the action spilling to the outside in the aisle. Scott Steiner has the match won in the ring after a Frankensteiner on Booker T. And there he is again. Nick Patrick counts to two but stops because he sees Hall and Nash in the aisle running away. We don't see what they did, but they obviously up to no good. Patrick calls for the bell. Dirty finish again. Scott Steiner grabs him, yells, bullshit, bullshit. Uh, outsiders, we see the replay. They were definitely uh, causing mayhem on the outside, uh, fighting the other teams. So I guess it was justified, I guess. But Scott Steiner has every reason to be pissed. I mean, to be fair, they only attacked Sting and Luger, but I get. I think Nick Patrick called the match for the Harlem Heat to win via disqualification, which didn't make any type of sense to me. Uh, Shivani noted during this match that we're going to see Sting and Luger facing Ric Flair and Arn Anderson at on Nitro, as well as the Giant versus Macho Man Randy Savage. Once again, they don't give a crap about what Macho Man Randy Savage's condition is because they're already booking them in matches for next next okay, Monday. The giant of all people. Exactly. Uh, and also, we're going to see Hacksaw Jim Duggan versus VK Wall Street. The other note that I have Yay, the, rematch. Yay. Uh, exactly. The other note that I have from this match is that Lex Luger and Rick Steiner seem to not like each other. Like every couple of like scuffles that happened in this match involved those two kind of going at it. And then, yeah, like you said, all hell broke loose. And yeah, they, they, they shot this horribly because you didn't even see what the outsiders did. Luckily, they had the second camera view yeah. for, uh, for the, for the, I, maybe they did it on purpose to make it seem like Nick Patrick was BSing again. 
again, but he did. It did look like you know he called for the bell at the right time. But man, this promo afterwards, I was like, he even sounds like Danny McBride. He looks like <laughs> Danny McBride, like Kenny Powers, and he even sounds like Kenny McBride. It's totally weird to me. But I thought the match was all right for the most part. I gave it two and three quarters, and Meltzer gave it. One and three quarters. See, I'm a little more generous, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, the promo after. Gene with Patrick. Uh, Nick cl- basically clowns Gene for questioning him. Like, did you not see what just happened? The crowd boos Nick Patrick. And then he gets a little cocky here. He says he wants everyone to know what makes a referee truly great is being able to see two things going on at the same time. <laughs> Gene then makes sure to point out, oh, I've really been uh, liking your Armani suits you've been uh, having lately. And Patrick knows what he's up to. He walks away. This is well done. This is a charisma from the referee. He was like, he's totally innocent and doesn't want to be called to the WCW offices for this, too. This looked a lot better for him than what happened on Nitro. Nitro looked like he blatantly helped Scott Hall get out the way of the singer splash. This one was a little bit more coy to it. I mean, why would he Why would he favor the Harlem Heat over the, the Steiner brothers? They're, neither one of them are a part of the NWO. The Outsiders got involved. He rang the bell for a disqualification, even though a disqualification in a triangle match i don't think that makes any type of sense i think this should be three-way rules all the time no disqualification but he just up. since we mentioned the outsiders from the wrestling observer newsletter the wwf versus wcw lawsuit was settled out of court this week before it could go to trial wcw agreed not to refer to scott hall or kevin ash as the bad guy or big daddy cool WCW also is not allowed to state that they work for WWF. WCW wasn't planning on doing any of that anyway, so it was an easy settlement. WWF is still moving forward with a separate lawsuit for trademark infringement. WWF reportedly got a hold of some internal WCW memos where Hall and Nash were referred to by their WWF gimmick names. Ah, somebody fucked up backstage. Man, WWF is petty at this point. They're just grasp- <laughs> they're just grasping at straws at this point because they see the tide is turning. They see WCW is getting you know control of the ratings war with this whole NWO angle, and they're trying to stop it in any way that they can. So I feel bad. I feel bad for Vince. He's the victim here. I feel like <laughs> I feel like one of those one of those WWE fans on social media. Why are you bullying WWE for? Can't we just all like wrestling? Stand up for WWE. Main event time. Ric Flair with Woman and Elizabeth versus Hollywood Hulk Hogan for the WCW Heavyweight Championship. The crowd cheering Hulk Hogan big time. The most over guy of the night. And he played into it because here he is hulking up. Like, aren't you a heel? Should you still be doing this? The crowd eats it up. Hogan misses a leg drop, gets put in a figure four, holds on for as long as he can until he just tosses the referee down. Uh, The outsiders make the run in. All three of them put the boots to Ric Flair until the horsemen, Sting and Lex Luger, run them off, make the save. A bizarre visual of the horsemen and Sting and Luger all on the same side, standing tall together. Sting and Flair talk, and then obviously leads to a few shoves. They, they They can't all be good. 
Uh, Hogan calls them calls them all cowards from the entrance. Uh, as he's re- <laughs> at the entrance, ready to run away. So Flair wins by DQ. Hogan is still the champ. Dirty finish again. But they're the cowards. They're the cowards because they all had to come out. They all had to come out with the th- the three little the three little NWO members got them all coming together and being friends after years of feuding with each other after just what six seven months prior to this Ric Flair betraying Sting at Halloween Havoc and yet now they're all good and good and buddied up. BS. BS. You know, Flair said uh, Arn and Manga would be there for the Outsiders, but. It, it took them took them a while. They got a few boots in. <laughs> took them quite some some time. Like they should have been at the gorilla position, ready to come out. But they took their they took their sweet ass time coming down to the ring. But yeah, I I, I also took note of this fans. These fans didn't get the memo that Hulk Hogan is <laughs> supposed to be the heel here. Uh, him hulking up got the biggest reaction of this whole entire matchup. Uh, but he misses the leg drop to show us that he's not the Hulk Hogan of old. Uh, we uh, we also got the NWO music. I believe this was was this the first time we got the NWO music. Uh, we've heard it before. Oh, okay, so this um, is. I think this. I think this is the first time on TV though that we got Probably. the NWO. We got the NWO music. Uh, the fans. Yeah. Well, the entrance. We heard we heard the music during their vignettes. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, as a as an entrance music, this is the first time. Uh but yeah, I liked I liked Flair still keeping to his character, still cheating, uh, with the figure four holding on to women's hands. Uh I also liked, you know, uh Hogan getting rid of the referee, NWO coming out. But this wasn't much of a match. I gave it a star. Like this was this was literally a few spots, Hogan running away, Hogan hoking up. It was very confusing overall due to the fan reaction and how Hogan work this matchup as well. Meltzer gave it half a star. See, I'm a little bit more generous than uh, Uncle Dave here. From the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, WCW had a Clash of the Champions show that felt like just another Nitro episode. Chris Jericho was scheduled to debut on the show, but they decided a few days before to delay his debut and push back his match, which is unfortunate because no one told Jericho and he was confused when a plane ticket to fly him out to the show never arrived. Jericho is now scheduled to debut when? On the next Nitro. So that'll be in two true rewinds. Oh, let's the go. debut of Chris Jericho. Can't wait. The Lionheart has arrived on national TV uh, for the first time of what will be a 25-year, 30-year run on national TV for Chris Jericho. So we got him, we got Sting, we got Scott Norton, we got Dustin Rhodes, Goldust. I'm trying to think of all the, act, the active wrestlers right now who are still wrestling somehow that are in the Monday Night War right now. I'm trying uh, to think. Yeah, I think I think that's it. I think, yeah, Sting, Scott Norton, uh, Scott Norton only recently, one, right, one right. Uh But yeah, Jericho, Sting. Dustin Rhodes. They're all in AEW. It's has got to be somebody we're missing. Like Triple H retired. Uh, Undertaker, we think, retired. <laughs> um, Stone Cold Steve Austin for one night. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin just recently came back. Uh, we, we we might see The Rock come back. We still haven't seen true. The Rock debut, but right, we, that's true. 
we're about to see him debut we're sneaking in, up like, on, it. on 1996. So he he might be coming back pretty soon. Uh, Shawn Michaels is behind the scenes. Uh, Sean Waltman. Sean Waltman has yeah. been on GCW. So Jeff Jarrett. We, have, we haven't seen him in a while, but Jeff Jarrett, he's still in GCW doing some work over there. Crazy. It's crazy how many people is still active 25, 25 years plus later. Yeah. Let's wrap up this Clash of the Champions. Match of the night, I'm going Malenko Mysterio. I feel like a broken record. Every time Malenko and Mysterio are fight on a ma- on a show, it seems like every time Rey Mysterio is on the show, he gets match of the night. Ever yeah. since he debuted. He is on fire. Uh, MVP, I'm going to go with Eddie Guerrero for winning his first quote-unquote championship in WCW. Well, however they want to phrase that, the, the damn diamond ring. There's another one that's on the streak for me, the NWO, because everybody seems to be talking about them. <laughs> this seems to be the, the ongoing thread, regardless of if it's the Nasty Boys, if it's the Four Horsemen, if it's the Dungeon of Doom. They got the NWO at the tip of their tongue. LVP is really whoever booked this show, but I'll go Chris Benoit for, for not getting his jacket off in time and getting destroyed. You sound like Jimmy Macaron, uh giving giving Tony <laughs> Khan LVPs for anything that's badly booked. But I yeah, I went with Chris Benoit as well. He couldn't even get his jacket off. Oof. Um do we have to put our thumbs out? This is a thumbs down show. Yes. <laughs> it is. It's nine matches, eight dirty finishes. Jesus. That's a new record, isn't it? It has to be. It's if not, it's tied. They've done this before too. That's well, like they've an done 80, this before. At 88% dirty finish rate. They want to protect everybody. You can't protect everybody. Some people don't need protecting. Hacksaw Jim Duggan does not need to be protected. Why do they still consider Hacksaw Jim Duggan one of their biggest stars that they need to protect? Why? Bro. Gee, Bulacano does not need to be protected. Like, what is go? Unbelievable, unbelievable. It's like they book every match. Oh, we can't have it. We can't have them lose clean. Got to think of something. All right. The rating. Uh, let me give you some references. Nitro this week did a three point three, but remember this is unopposed. And so the last clash of champions, which was in January. Did a 4.3. What do you think this Clash of Champions did? 4.0. 4.7. Wow. NWO angle is hot. It's hot, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Regardless of the quality of the show. That's at least 1.4 million more viewers than they had on Monday. Um, You think a lot of those are WWF fans saying, oh, I don't have to watch Raw. Let me watch WCW. Let me check it out. Yeah, this is before the uh, SmackDown on UPN on Thursday day, so. That is going to do it. That's Clash of the Champions number 33, was it I said? 33? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they number, they number these on the network, but uh, on the Peacock, but they didn't number these at the time. They were just Clash of the Champions. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, overall, you know, the presentation and the hype going into this was what the AEW should probably do with it about all the belts, but the quality, keep what the quality you've been doing. Right? AEW. Don't <laughs> follow them together. <laughs> Mix this up in a better way. And I think we could 
fi- solve the formula for these TV specials. But let us know what you thought about Clash of the Champions 33 and our review. Let us know in the comments down below. Remember to drop the thumbs up on this video. It helps us out oh so much. Helps us out with this channel as well as with our videos so we can continue providing these recaps of the Monday Night Wars between WCW and WWF. Romeo, where can the people find you and what you got on tap over on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel and beyond? Hey, True Hill Romeo on Twitter and Instagram over on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. I do a lot of watch-alongs like tonight, Raw. This is the definitive way to watch Raw. Don't watch by yourself, tweeting and all that. Watch with us as we uh, crack jokes and entertain ourselves as Monday Night Raw is going on. Uh, Tuesdays, NX3. Uh, watching NXT, Wednesdays, Dynamite watch-alongs, Fridays, SmackDown reviews over on the Daily Slam YouTube channel as soon as the show is over. And uh, Saturdays, you catch me popping in and out, True Hill Heat, producing backstage, making memes, uh, <laughs> doing all kinds of crazy shit. And and on Thursdays, when you feel like coming on, uh, you, you do a great job of <laughs> producing that show as the well. The most honest AEW review in all of YouTube. Absolutely. You can find me on the Twitter machine at True Hill SP3. My written work is over at WrestleTalk.com where I do news as well as feature writing. Like I said, check out my five ways to improve AEW Battle of the Belts uh, on there right now. I got the, I think it's what, nine or ten best baby faces in WWE that I'm going to be dropping this week, as well as ranking Hangman Adam Page's AEW world title defenses. Those features are going to be up this week as well. As well, you can find me on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel every Thursday, 105 p.m. Eastern Time. Like Romeo said, the most honest and most unique, different AEW Dynamite review on YouTube with myself and Jimmy McElram, AE Ramble, as well as every Every Saturday, 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time, True Hill Heat, flagship podcast. Miss Chrissy Love will be back this week. Uh, We'll be talking about the week in wrestling and previewing Impact Wrestling Rebellion, as well as GCW, the old me. Maybe I might you might see me on a pay-per-view roundtable or a watch-along if I have time and my kids are not going crazy and then here on the fightful overbook youtube channel every friday back to back in the morning 8 30 a.m eastern time on fmc with jeremy lambert as well as 10 a.m eastern time on degrassi dudes check out this past week's episodes fmc with our end of nba playoff preview we've already been proven right on a couple of things i mean still i think the nets are still gonna win in seven and and check out our Degrassi Dudes latest episode where we talked about Saved by the Bell. So some great content here on the Fightful Overbook as well as True Hill Heat. Check it all out. Remember to like this video. Share it with your friends on all your favorite social media platforms. Subscribe if you are new to the Fightful Overbook YouTube channel. And let us know in the comments down below what you thought about True Rewind and Clash of the Champions number 30. We will see you next time, next Monday on True Rewind 75, where myself, Romeo, maybe Drunk Guy JJ, we never know. We'll be talking about and reviewing SummerSlam 
1996 Undertaker versus Mankind Bullet Room Brawl, Vader versus Shawn Michaels for the WWF Championship, plus much, much more. So we will see you then. You can take off your seatbelts and exit the DeLorean. This <laughs> has been True Rewind, Episode 74, Clash of the Champions 33. We are signing off until next time.